0: Oh,
2: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 229 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Swim or Drown from the Netherlands with Torment. The song comes off of their new EP, Torment, which just came out on July 1st through WTF Records. You can buy it at wtfrecords.eu. I highly suggest you check out what they got going on over there. If you're from the States, you might pay a little bit in shipping, but it might be worth it if you like heavy, aggressive, hardcore ...like swimmer Drown. You just heard it. You recently heard Get Some on an episode of Getting It Out Podcast. Go check out what WTF Records has got going on. Again, if you like heavy and aggressive hardcore. Speaking of heavy and aggressive hardcore, on this episode of the podcast, I spoke with Roy Lozano... ...of the legendary Downset about their new record, Maintain. It's out now on Nuclear Blast Records... And uh, let's get into the Getting It Out podcast intro song and then get into the episode. How about it? Let's go.
3: Damn, what's good all you bitches and bitchettes? It's the illustrious hot dog. Back at it again with another podcast intro. He said, oh, you want to do a podcast intro for the Getting It Out podcast? said, oh, shit, I got to write a rap verse, don't I? He said, no, you don't got to write a rap verse. It's a hardcore podcast. He said, all right, I think I can maybe make that happen. Let's see what we can do. Kick it! Make family out of friends Make friends out of enemies Peace to my family, make friends Till they bury all the places we've been We're never sitting it out We'll be getting it in Where you getting it out I in all the places we've been We're never sitting it out We'll be getting it in Where you getting it in
2: Hey, so here we are again for another episode of Getting It Out Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and keeping up and catching up, or not, or you just diving in for this one episode and that's cool too. Before you do that, if you're new here, I want to suggest that you go to gettingitout.net. I'm really happy with the way gettingitout.net is coming along. There's been a couple reviews up there recently. Ryan Rainbow from the Meat Meat podcast jumped in, put a Blood Command review out there for Praise Armageddonism, which is an awesome record. And uh, I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I do, but I do. And it's pretty cool. Very different. Eclectic, I should say. This morning, I just put up a review for a hardcore punk band out of Poland called Panika. It's a self-titled EP. It came out on Abnegat Records, which is based out of Berlin, Germany. And it's a very cool, uh, poignant Hardcore punk record. It's a succinct and to the point as far as lyrics. And it is, I don't want to say anarcho, but it is anti fascism, anti homophobia, anti fur, anti lots of stuff. All right. But it's like, it's like the way you want the punk rock to be. It's the way that punk's supposed to be. It's all the shit it was founded on. It's saying, fuck you. So go check that out. Again, that's the Panica self-titled EP review on gettingitout.net, where you'll also find plenty of news from the last week, and uh, my favorite thing, the list of new releases each week that goes up every Friday, where you can check out what is very new and available to us on streaming services everywhere in most parts, and uh, it gives you a link to listen and buy each release if you're interested okay moving on to this episode as i mentioned in the opening we're talking to downset today more specifically roy lozano of downset and uh we went on for quite a while so rather than me talk too much here i'm just gonna have us get right into it but first i'm gonna play a track off a new downset record maintain this song is called new respect Good, good, because I'd probably butcher your real name. And uh, that's just being honest.
4: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's a rough name. I have a, a sentence long name to roll the R, silent G. It's, it's pretty rough, man, but it's pronounced Rogelio Lozano.
2: I could do that. Roger, right,
4: I, I should have gave it enough. R- Roger Merritt from Agnostic Front shares the same name, Rogelio, but he goes yeah. as Roger. And um, I I go as Roger too, but when I was growing up, my sisters, they couldn't pronounce Roger, so out of default, it was Royer, Roy, Roy. So they say mm-hmm. Royer, Royer, Royer. My sisters, that was how they would they would try to pronounce Roger. They couldn't, and, and and Roy came out of it. So that's that's what that's how I came out with Roy. But whenever I see Roger um, in Spanish, when you have the same name, mm-hmm. you call each other Tokayo, Tokayo. That's just like uh, so. You know, if if my name was, was Dan, you would call me yeah. Tocayo. Oh, no, that's the same name. <laughs> Tocayo, yeah, it's like it's like it's like a brother brother with the same name. It's kind of the same right. thing, Tocayo. Spanish thing. So yes, yeah, so whenever I see Roger, hey Tocayo, what's up? Hey, what's happening? <laughs> he's <laughs> it's funny. Same name, Rogelio. He says I can't pronounce my own name. It's funny, man. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, everybody butchers our name. Well, I I guess I got to
2: I got to assume he's from Cuba, right? Where are you from
4: (laughs) Uh, where I'm from L.A., um, but my my parents are from from Mexico. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So my my dad was born in Kansas City, but when he was two years old, he moved to Mexico, met my mom and then they they migrated back to to Los Angeles and started working for General Motors. And they both put in Mm -hmm. 50 years for GM. So we've been a GM family forever here in L.A., ban on this plant nice no, that so what you do too no I, I I don't do any uh, <laughs> uh hard work okay I'm, I'm actually a cannabis cultivator
3: oh that's nice yeah job. Cool. yeah
4: since it's, it's, it's legal out here and <laughs> it's growing it's huge and you know I got to learn my chops in hanging out with Cypress Hill and yeah. they taught me the ropes they taught me how to you know they they taught me how to grow and and, and how, how to do it and and so I built a, a little career for myself and, and um, so yeah it's now I can get jobs in, in different places and I got myself a, a good little setup that uh, I have a forgiving job they they let me go out if I have tours and stuff and so yeah um, that's, that's what I do it's a lot of hours it's it's, it's a lot of labor but mm-hmm. um, you know at the end the money's worth it it's a lot of work it's work.
2: Same thing as anything else. Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like a, it sounds like it's probably something you would enjoy at least, which I think is something we're all trying to find. Right.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, um, it's different uh, since, you know, it, all the legalities are in. It's like a real job. You have human resources. You can't smoke on the job. Um uh, <laughs> You know, they, they can't, they, you, you can't take any home. They won't, they can't sell you any because it's, uh, it's illegal. So it's just like a, 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 a normal job. Um, you know, it, you have to come in early and uh, stay a little late. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, um, uh, it, it's okay. It's okay. Sometimes you get some fringe benefits and, and, and you get something here and there, or you get a bonus, but it's just like any other job. But the thing is, is it's, it's new and um, right. it, it, and uh, it's growing and, and they're accepting, you know, there's a lot of jobs right now, right now, especially right now, there's a lot of, lot of work. So I'm taking advantage of it while I can. And and until it's time for me to, to gear up and roll out on the
2: road. Right. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about that because you would be gearing up to go roll out on the road because you just released a new record with Downset. Uh, Maintain just came out on Nuclear Blast. Yeah. Which uh, I didn't even know was coming until a couple days before it came. So, I don't take me back a little bit to where this this is the newest. uh, I guess it's been like about eight years since the last album. Tell me about Maintain. Where did Maintain come from?
4: Sure. So um, for Downset, uh, the last the last release, real release, we want to call it, was eight years ago. Um, I haven't been the band since check your people days since 2003. That's the last yeah. time I was in Downsend. So I, I took a long, it wasn't really a hiatus. It was just, uh, you know, uh, we got involved in a, a little fallout. And, um, you know, I just decided to, uh, it, you know, we've we've had member changes throughout the whole, you know, Downsend's career. And, you know, we've had our issues and, and stuff. And we, we would make amends, come back, do a record. And some things wouldn't work out. Some guys couldn't do it. We had to get another member here. So for me, uh, I ended up uh, going through a different avenue. And, and and at the time, that's when I was still with Cypress Hill, um, uh, doing a lot of session work with DJ Muggs. And, and I went in Sendog and 9-4 and Power Flow in 2016. And then did the album in 2017, miraculously. And um, uh, we ended up going on tour all of 2018. And I came back home and it took, uh, took two years off from that. We were on the road for a year straight. Um, and then, um, I got a phone call from Ray and, uh, he called me and he's, you know, he, he, his intention, he says his intentions were not to reform the band. He just wanted to call me, see how I was doing and, and bury any hatchets if we had any and and make, you know, just straighten things out with our friendship. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, you know, I was like, Hey man, I really appreciate it. Um, you know, I, if, if you're asking for any kind of forgiveness, man, you know, I'm the one who should be asking for forgiveness. I was, I wasn't an angel either. And, you know, we all played a part in, you know, uh, messing things up here and there in the past. So we made some bad decisions, made some good decisions, but, um, I think it was just a, a, a growing experience as, 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 you know, young men growing into men, um, and um these days you know there's there's just no reason to hold on to any resentments or any gripes and so so in that conversation i told him hey man if if you have any thoughts of uh you know for reforming the band and 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 doing another album let's do it right now because i'm ready i have the time so that was two years about a little over two years ago Mm -hmm. and um we uh it was um January I remember I just got back from a Rams game and they had played the Seahawks and it was the last game at the Coliseum and uh, it was Sunday and um, <clears throat> drove back home and and right when I got home he called me and um, that's when uh, I remember this clearly it was it was it was two and a half two, two and about two and a half years ago and and that's when it started we, then um, so uh, we went to the drawing board. We called, you know, and then so we had an idea to call all the original members to see if they were interested in rejoining and doing it and right. to let them know that we wanted to do another album. If they didn't want to do it, you know, we wanted to continue to do it and didn't want to do any anything sneaky behind anybody's back. And we we're just upfront and letting people know what we wanted to do. And so uh, original members, uh, Jane Mar- James Morris, Chris Lee, Brian Schwager, they, they opted out. They were just busy. Their, their circumstances in their life is, is busier these days. Chris Lee lives in Chicago, and uh, you know James Morris is his interest is is, is doing other things as well as Brian Schweger. So, but they gave us, you know, they gave us their uh, blessings. They said, "Go ahead, man. You know, run with it. Good luck. Wish you guys the best." Mm-hmm. So, we uh we ended up looking for other members. Uh, I called Carl Shorts from uh, First Blood and uh sure, yeah. and andrew strife from andrew from strife andrew klein yep and uh we called nick jet to help us produce and record these demos and so uh first two songs into the demo uh the pandemic hits and and closes the studio <laughs> and, and our files yeah our files got stuck for about five months didn't do anything in between all of that you know um we we didn't know what what was going on and and um, we didn't know if this was ever going to happen. We didn't know if we were ever going to ever go out on the road again. And People thought it was the end of the world. You know, who, at that point, it was, you know, very confusing. And so uh, we lost Carl Schwartz because he was stuck in Germany. And then Andrew Klein, um, you know, he, we lost him. He had to do other things. And uh, so we're back left with just me, Ray and Nick Jett. Uh, we did another song. And then um, we, that's when we invited Bobby Blood. Drummer, he played also played in Marauder and First Blood. He lives in Vegas, so he was able to come down once, twice a week, and, and help us with the demos. And uh, we finished the demos uh, in the summer. Two months later, got the record. Uh, Scott Koenig at the time was our manager. Shopped the demo. We got the deal with Nuclear Blast. Um, and then in that that December, it was the same year we went into pre production. Uh, we rented out two months. Uh, at a rehearsal studio in downtown LA called downtown rehearsal. It was, uh, it's owned by Chris Poland, ex Megadeth guitar player. And uh, he was really, really cool with us, man. And gave us a great deal and and made us feel really good in a time where we needed, you know, the best vibes in the world to, to come out of from nothing to 13 songs. And we had nothing. We didn't have a riff, nothing. (laughs) So, um, uh, pre-production was done, and then we were in the studio by, I would say by February, March. We tracked all the music, uh, took a month break. In, in June, Ray did the vocals. In July, August, and early August, we mastered it. And then from there on, that's when uh, Nuclear Blast decided to release the album. And here we are, man, in a nutshell. Um, you know, the, the, the name maintained... It just, it, it was, it, it just, it it's kind of like, uh, like, like mad balls, hold it down, like, hold it down. You got to maintain, maintain your courage, ma- you know, maintain, hold fast to your faith, everything. At that point we needed to, to really hold it together to get through that pandemic. And to, you know, I never had, I never felt that my life was in danger going into a rehearsal studio because, uh, the first week that we, uh, so after that first pandemic, we still had, you know, different variants come in and, and we we're wearing masks and, and everything was, you know, had all these protocols. So when we went into the, the first week, we, we, we got our gear, and we went and set up. There were signs all over the studio. Oh, you know, make sure you wash your hands, wear a mask. Floor three is full of COVID. <laughs> and we're oh, fuck, man. you know we use the same elevators and so it was scary man we we, we thought you know we we were it, it i never felt that going to rehearsal would you know my life was in danger never and so it was just i couldn't call anything like this it came out of left field i didn't know how to deal with it mm-hmm. but we did and and it, it was it was sort of a miracle, but it, we had a lot of hard workers in our, in our, in our squad and, and we weren't gonna, we weren't gonna lose, you know, we yeah. weren't, we weren't gonna let this pandemic or anything get in the way. Our manager died on the yeah. Delta. So that was another, that was another big blow to us. And, um, you know, here we, you know, there's a lot of obstacles that happens and, and you just got to maintain, you know, maintain your focus and, and, and keep that drive and, and, and close it and, you know, close it and, and close the deal and, and um, wrap it up and we wrapped it up for sure. And, and it's, it's a good feeling when you finish an album, when you master it and it's all done, it's like giving birth, man. It's like, wow, man, I was like, you know, you think about it, you know, all the, all that gas and, you know, we we're driving from far, far distances and, you know, guys put a lot of, a lot of their, their, their extra time and effort went, you know, beyond the call of duty to make all this happen, man. And man. Nick Jett, he, he's, he's the best producer Downset has ever had. He really pulled out the best vocals out of Ray. It was amazing. And we're really happy as a unit and, and, and everything that we've, you know, we've accomplished for this album and the things that we had to go through and some member changes right away. And then, you know, what right. happened to our manager. So, but we did it and here we are. And now, um, the, the next challenge is getting up and getting ourselves on the road. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we have a couple of issues uh, and, I, and, and we're just waiting for Ray to come around. He's got to take care of some personal things, and as soon as he's ready, we're going to go. I mean, I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to jump <laughs> on the, the bus and the plane. I'm ready to go. So I'm just you know, waiting for, for my bud to, to, to get it together and, and we're optimistic to be out before the year's over.
2: Well it's pretty remarkable we were able to pull it all together over over all those years and all those obstacles like you said um the yeah. not to not to harp on anything negative but at some point did you have your own version of downset or am I remembering something incorrectly
4: yeah so that was in uh uh that was just before downset put out the one blood album
2: okay and we you know
4: i would admit that we had we had a feud um um you know we had we we were going through a, a battle with you know at one point for about three months there was two downsets,
2: right? Yeah. Which I feel like that, I mean not to diminish it, but I feel like has happened to lots of bands from that era, right? It's it's a it's a it's happened before. It's nothing new, but I'm sure it's personal for you guys yeah. at the time.
4: Um, unfortunately, you know it's happened. You know, like you see Cro-Mags and, and <laughs> yeah. what they're going through, and um, but. At the end of the day, you know, it, it came down to accountability, and and um, I had to be accountable for my mistakes and and mm-hmm. what what I did to to upset the others. So, um, you know, um, I, I I had you know I had the nerve to put another band together and go out. Wow, we had a good time. Um, it went over well, but it just you know Ray Ray's a, the the original singer. He sang on all the albums. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Um, I came to my senses and, and and you know and and I I sh- I told myself I shouldn't let my anger or my resentment do things like this. And so um, I I called I called uh, Brian Schwager and I said, look, man, let's handle the dispute. Um, you guys can go ahead and and you know you guys do the band. Uh, I'll relinquish anything that I have as far as like trademarks and all that stuff. You know, yes. you guys do it. My apologies, uh, but this is why I did it, and um, you know we can just you know let's try to erase this and just move forward. I'm gonna go and and do my own thing, and so that's when um, that's when I formed Power Flow and Cutthroat. Right in that time, but before that, like in 2015, 2015 is when we did that. The other downset with uh, Neil Romer singing, he sings for Cutthroat, so Mm. we formed Cutthroat and then um got that we got that band going and, and and it was it was really the band for neil and once once he got his 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 show on the road um, that's when i went off and formed power flow and so but yeah you know we have that uh, we have some some dark marks in, in our past but but i think um all the good that we've done has been, overshadows all that you know you know that sure. those 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 dark days that we call them
2: sure and and, i mean you guys have been a band now for what is it 30 over 30 years 89 the social justice is that when it starts
4: yeah we we've been existing as downset since 1992 but um Hmm. uh you know ray ray started social justice in uh i think 1988 87 he started with with social justice and then they did an album on safe side records which was mystic records um uh, it, it, they're in Oxnard, California My, Mystic Records they have uh, old school bands like Ill uh, Repute uh, and Aggression. Oxnard stuff yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah Nardcore Probably yeah Nardcore, Nardcore. That's, what, that's,
2: that's what I'm looking for yeah Nordcore. yeah
4: they had you know, Dr. No Ill mm. Repute Scared Straight Habeas Corpus These, it's a big scene out there and so at that time uh, they were they were the ones who put out that record Brett Gerwitz engineered it and that was in 89 and then I joined the band in 91 and we did the seven inch EP. I refused to lose. And that's when the sound started to change a little bit. We started to get groovier. And then one day uh, I was in the rehearsal. Uh, I was there early and Ray showed up and then I was writing some slow, groovy riffs. And then Ray was really into uh, ice cube at the time and um, NWA and, and Wu-Tang clan. And so he was, hes been, he's been rapping since he was a youngster. He was a, uh, He's always been in a graffiti crew and and, and into breakdancing and popping and DJing, B-boying. He's always been in the hip hop scene in LA, from LA hip hop since the 80s. So he's all, he's always known how to rap. And so he started rapping over my riffs. And I said, wow, man, this is cool. It's kind of like like body count, you know. And he's like, this is what I've been trying to tell you. I've been wanting to do something like this with heavier with hardcore elements, with breakdowns, with step down beat down, with with uh, with cool you know mosh parts and stuff and and I go oh I get it well let's 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 give it a shot let's let's start writing some songs so um, we we wrote we wrote anger uh, breed the killer about to blast and then we invited a couple guys from social justice because it was a side it was a side project so we invited James Morris and Chris Lee if they wanted to join us and then we did the demo. And then we added Brian Schwager, and then we got a manager. He shopped it, and we got our Mercury Polygram, and that's
2: how the whole thing went down. Yeah, and you guys, I mean, I feel like, especially uh, coming out of the hardcore world, we're pretty w- well before your time with a lot of the uh, fusing elo- hip-hop and hardcore together. Like, I know that happens in the 90s, right? And we all know the bands did it, but Downstep, really was on a different level even to like you said being signed to mercury polygram like that's that was a a major label i don't know if they even still are but it, you know it was then at least
4: yeah at the time um i believe that bands like body count there was a hardcore band that came out of uh, san diego called the house of suffering and mm-hmm. there were a straight edge band that turned into Hip hop hardcore, and they were the first guys to really tap into that. But there was a lot of stuff happening, like uh, like the Judgment Night um, release, soundtrack. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah,
4: soundtrack. And then um, there was uh, the the I think it was the was it Run DMC and Aerosmith? They did a
2: song, yeah, yeah. and then, Walk This Way,
3: uh, yeah.
4: And then a a lot of I, I used to see bands trying to do a rap rock, and they would mm-hmm. just kind of. A lot of bands were just kind of – they would just do a jam and and dudes would just rap all the way through, but there was no –
2: Right, like Anthrax uh, did
4: that. Yeah, there were no templates. These guys weren't writing template or or with song structure. So – and then we started – I felt that I think if we we brought some real, like, hardcore song, like, punk rock song structures or heavy metal or – we had our own templates. We had, like, three templates that we worked with, and we just – we we wanted to write around Ray's lyrics and and have catchy choruses, make some intros, make some bridges, like make them real songs. And so and then all of a sudden Rage Against the Machine comes out. And <laughs> we were doing exactly what we were trying. Not exactly, but they had the right, same similar. Same, yeah. same idea. They're more rock. They're mm-hmm. they're standard. And we were we were drop tuned to C and C sharp. Well obviously we were just a little bit heavier. We had more of the metal hardcore sound, but uh, they had the same idea. And so um, for us, we just wanted to keep it as hard as possible, as groovy as possible, as you know, as edgy as possible. We weren't, I mean, we weren't trying to make single material style of songs. We didn't have a template for, for radio. Mm-hmm. It was just, what, you know, how, you know, the templates that we used for social justice and, you know, and, and we weren't really trying to get out and it wasn't really our, our, our goal. Our goal was to, to create a sound and then make a lot of albums. That's what our, <laughs> our goal was, you know, and we, we it, blow up would be great. You know, number one, t- top, top 10 single would be great, but our focus was trying to create a career out of this. And so I think we nailed it on that end.
2: Yeah. At, at one point, was Downset your career?
4: Sure. I think it, it is my career still. Um, yeah. It's just the way it's how you place different things in your life. Um, sure. Um, I, you. I have different careers, you know, uh, and, you know, I could, you know, do different things. Uh, it, but it depends what's, if, if Downset's really demanding, then, you know, I'm, I'm all about it. Um, would I like it to be my sole career? Of course. You know, I, I, would, I would love to wake up and it'd be my, my nine to five. Sometimes it is. Uh, um, at, at, in the different times it was uh, because of the amount of touring and, and the amount of time I had to put into it. Um, but, uh, you know, right now um, it's not 24-7, but right. it can be. It can be, you know. So, you know, when I was at Cypress Hill, I was uh, with them and they put me on retainer so i got paid every friday no matter what (laughs) that's 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 a great deal (laughs) that was my you know that was my career for for those three years you know and i and then i i'd been had been with them for 20 years doing a lot of albums and and so but when when technically when i was on retainer you could say that it was my nine to five you know so um yeah that, that that was really those are some fun days and um, these days I just you know it'd be nice if, if Downset can take off like that of course I would I would love that but mm-hmm. if it doesn't it's okay you know we ride it out and, and we make more music we make more albums and, and as long as we're alive we just keep writing songs and, and recording them as long as we're happy when, once we're happy then <laughs> we can share we can share it with everybody and and, and, and I think uh, hopefully people will like it but I think this time around with the Maintain album I'm getting a good response and people have uh different favorites. So uh, that's a good sign. So, so well, it fun. seems
2: like you it seems like you've expressed some relief about finally releasing it. So which is a question I kind of always ask people when they put out a new record, like what what were you most looking forward to or what are you most enjoying about the release of this record? And uh, you I mean, it just happened. So where are you at right now with this?
4: Well, you know, um, for the first time I was able to hear the album from start to finish. Because a lot of the times it was, I was working on the songs, in, in, in different. You know, I would work on song fourteen for a long time, then go back to song one, right. and then I never got to hear the songs back to back, mastered like a real album until yesterday. And <laughs> wow. Yeah, and, and and so that's when I heard that. That was the satisfying moment to me is to hear a full song released on a real label with the album cover and with people behind it. It's it, it's a great feeling um, when when we were done with mastering, it hit me over the head that, like, wow, you finished another album. Congratulations. And and, I, and I, I'm not, not saying I'm congratulating myself, but it was like it was it was a hell of a relief because, you know, I was I produced the album along with Nick Jett. But I, right. I was, you know, my responsibility was to come under budget And to you know to get all the rentals and and rent the rehearsal spaces and hire the engineers, hire the studios, and um, you know uh, schedule everybody in. That was my job. So um, you know it was one of my first albums that I did. I also co-produced the Power Flow album, and and I felt the same way when I finished that one. That it was, you know, these are my first two albums that uh, you know in the last four years that actually I produced. And, right. um, and it's, it's a whole different feeling because I felt that, you know, it, it was my, it, it was, uh, you know, the, the plan that I set and, and, and people were believed in me and, and, um, uh, you know, respected me and, 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 and they believed in me and, and, and that helps because when you, you, don't have guys that believe in you and, and they're thinking, oh, you're not the guy for the job. It's, it's tough. But not, I didn't feel that way. Got, these guys, you know, let me run with every. You know, I, I, I'm not saying I made all the decisions, sure. but they let me run with it, and um, you know, we're, everybody's happy. And, and that the, the 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 best feeling I got out of this is that everybody in the band was happy.
3: Right. And, right
4: that's it. You know, you know, I, I believe the record label likes the album, but for me, the most important is, is what my bandmates think. And, um, they were very, they're very satisfied. And so was Nick Jett producer. He, he feels is one of the best albums he's made besides the terror albums that he made. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he's really, really happy with it. and, 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 you know, it's, it's a cool little celebration. And, um, you know, I, I just I, I like to just continue doing these albums and until we can't.
2: Well, I, I really like that there's that much uh, that there's that much uh, trust and reconciliation between like you and Ray, or where you came back together, and now it's uh, it the record is ultimately put in your hands, you know, to make it. And there's and the, the, that type of reunion is very cool to me. I was interested how you ended up with with Nick Jet uh, as co-producer on this. And But it's it's cool to me to hear that when you were getting the band back together originally that you included Andrew Klein from Strife, Berthold City, War Records, Carl Schwartz from First Blood, used to be in Terror, you know, and obviously Nick Jett in Terror. because So clearly you're still in touch with the hardcore scene because you know the right guys to go to, right? You, you know, Andrew
4: Klein, um, I've known him since 1991. We were doing shows with Social Justice and Strife back in the
3: day. Mm-hmm.
4: And I've known him for a long time and in fact when i was not in Downset in 1997 when they recorded uh strife recorded in this defiance Mm -hmm. i was the runner at the recording studio of sound city where they recorded the album so we reunited again so i was (laughs) in in some way i was a part of that album and i was part of many other albums that recorded at that place because i I was working there for about three years Mm -hmm. and um that's when I, you know, Andrew and I, you know, got back in touch after, you know, it was five or six years because we were doing a lot of shows together in 92 and 93. We were doing a lot of hardcore shows, at social justice. And then when we did, when we formed it down, into Downset, one of our first shows was, was with Strife. I ended up being in about three bands with Andrew and we were, we were really close. We we're, we're, we're close We were hanging out. You know, he was helping me with sessions. I was helping them with a lot of the bands that he was working with. We did a lot of work together. He actually came into Cypress Hill, too, and helped Muggs do an album. And so it's all a tight community. Um, Carl Schwartz, I met him through Andrew Klein. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, so did, I met Nick Jett through Andrew Klein as well. So he, he introduced me to all these guys and, uh, yeah, you know, I try to, I try to hit as many hardcore shows as I can, punk shows, uh, heavy metal shows. Uh, a lot of the old school guys still go to the shows. I get to, you know, get the rundown on the new bands and, and what's cracking, you know, and, and yeah, if you ever, you know, if I ever want to get a rundown of what's really, what's cracking in the scene. I'll just go to a a hardcore show and I'll see my old buddies and they'll tell me what's up (laughs) and and I'm up to date, you know? So, but I'm really, um, I'm really happy with the hardcore scene these days and heavy metal or, you know, a lot more bands forming, a lot more bands playing, a lot more venues allowing bands like hardcore bands to play and heavy metal bands. Whereas Mm -hmm. before in the nineties, it was not like that. You know, the clubs didn't, want hardcore bands or punk bands or metal bands they didn't want that they they just wanted whatever was was popping and um it was hard to get shows so you know we had to make our our own little venues and strife was a big part of helping me make you know places to to do shows and stuff so andrew klein was a a big a, a big help in this album very big that's
2: awesome well how did how how integrated is Downset currently in maybe the local Los Angeles hardcore scene? Are you guys out there playing shows at all?
4: No, not right now. We're not I playing. Didn't think so That's shows, what, Yeah, but but uh, we're still in touch with the with a lot of our, our friends in the local scene, and we do go to shows. And um, yeah, the question is, you know, when are you guys going to play? Do you guys want to play this festival? You want to play that? you want to play everything. It's just. Uh, you know, I wish I, I could say what's really happening, but it's it's Ray's business. You know, yeah, he's got yeah, some no issues he's gotta deal with. And so like I said, we're just waiting to come around. And as soon as he comes around, we're gonna we're gonna start taking all these shows that are being offered I me. Mean, I get offered three or four shows every day when I wake up in my in the morning <laughs> I go to my email, there's a couple of shows. I go to Instagram, there's a couple of shows. So it's a good thing, it's a good sign and and more than anything i want to get out there and play right now that's mm-hmm. my opinion. i really really want to go and but you know sometimes you got to accept when it's not your time you know sure. and right at this moment it's just not our time is it, i know we put out this album but for some reason it's just not our time and so um a lot of it's flooded out there a lot of bands all the festivals are all booked and 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 all these bands are playing all these festivals and and a lot of the bands that we would like to tour with are, are busy. Um, so, you know, at the same time, I, I, I would like to just, you know, do headlining tours is that's a lot, it's a lot funner when you, ha- when you headline and you have control of the venues, you deal with a lot of less crap. And so yeah. when you go out and do these festivals, it's, you know, you have a, a lot of dudes with, you know, high, high ego, you know, bands and, and it's, and it's hard to work around some of these guys, you know, but, um, that's why I like to headline versus doing festivals. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, festivals are just you know just a big cluster sometimes. But I enjoy it. Once you get on the stage, it all changes. But it's it's the environment behind the scenes that you know that that the, makes the difference. And so I really would like to go out and, and start headlining you know, do a whole, like a, like a whole headlining with another band, like let's say like terror or, or Lionheart or something, or Madball, right. something like the POD, you know, open up for POD or open up for body count would be great, you know, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but definitely headlining, headlining is, is, is the best. So Especially is, when do,
2: do, do you, <laughs> do you feel that you have to at all change your expectations or the way you expect Downset to operate now in 2022 than
4: 1994? Yeah. I mean, in a way, uh, in a way, man, I mean, we, we have, we have pressure, you know, we, we have pressure and, you know, like, that. you know, um, with, with, with that same question of, Hey, when, when are you going to play again? But as far as like, um, you know, what I'm gonna expect, you know, for this year versus what what it was like before, you know, um, you know, uh, it, it's changed. It's changed a lot, and and I think, uh, uh, you know, we were never really a, a, a big draw anyway. As it was, we 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 did okay. We did we played a lot of a lot of cool festivals like Ozfest. We got to open up for bands like Pantera the far beyond driven tour and, and biohazard state of the world of address, this, which is
2: all incredible stuff. Right? Like, it's amazing that you guys got to do that.
4: Unbelievable. Unbelievable that we get to ask to do these, these shows. And then in the middle, like in 2000, we got to ask to do, uh, this, uh, uh, tattoo the earth with mm-hmm. not Slayer and Sepultura, my favorite bands. Hate, hate Bree was on there. Seven dust, uh, mud Uh, yes. so it was a hell of a tour, you know? And, um, You know, I wish we could see stuff like that these days. It's just, it's, it's different. It's different now. Um, uh, uh, Social media kind of, kind of changed things a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's still the same. So um, what I expect out of this is, you know, it it depends on when we go out, you know, if it's all about momentum in this game to me. And if we're building momentum now, and if we can't take advantage of this wave, You know, I'm going to expect, I'm not going to expect a good turnout. So it's, it's, you know, you got to catch the wave when it comes, it's like surfing and uh, uh, we're building momentum right now. And, and, you know, if the band doesn't take advantage of this, we're going to make another mistake. And so I'm hoping that we don't, we don't end up that way.
3: And so we're,
2: I hear you, and that sounds—that's—that's that's the answer of someone who—who's been through it and knows <laughs> clearly. I mean, you, yeah. you've been in the industry for a very long time and and know how it needs to work, and uh, sometimes it takes a little luck too, right? Um, but yeah,
4: man, luck, luck—you can build your luck. You, you got. But everybody has to work a hundred and five percent, and you can build <laughs> some luck. But luck is definitely a factor, man. And but um, but you can build. You can make. You can make your luck. And it's, yeah. it's, it's all right here and you have to have people around. And I, can't, and I keep saying this in all my interviews, we have to have guys around you that are all positive and optimistic. It's just, right. there's no way there's, you cannot allow someone to come even if they're really good and they come in and, and they're depressed and sad and they want to come and, and and use you as a sponge and, and take your energy away from where the real energy is supposed to be spending. And um, when guys are pessimistic, you know, it's, it's hard to work with these guys and, 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 and convince them that we can win. We can all win. It, it, we, we can achieve, you can't achieve the short-term goals to get the long-term goals with guys like that. So you have to, you know, you have to have your surround yourself around nice people that love the music and, you know, that have good intentions that are responsible and accountable. It's a lot. It's a lot to ask from somebody, yeah. but that's what it's going to take. You know, that's what it takes to be successful. I'm sure you know this and I'm sure you've heard this, but it, you know, I, I, make sure to have, uh, make sure that everybody around me is around the project is positive positive, yeah, and believes that it can happen. Because if you have, you know, you guys have, you have negative dudes thinking, Oh man, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. And it's like, I can't deal with that. Then I won't do so.
2: <laughs> do, you, do you find it easier to achieve that, at least so far, with all the experience and with all the experience of the other guys that you're playing with, that that getting everybody on the same page and in the right mindset is easier now than before?
4: Yeah, well, yes, because um, you have to learn how to select people in in, right. yeah. in in your brand or your company. It's very important to, to find a way to to either either interview these guys or, or some type of, you know, you got to figure out people when they first come in and you also have built, like I built a lot of relationships throughout the years, you know, and a lot of contacts. And now, you know, um, I have a lot of good friends, musicians that are pros or, or or that can help me with projects and stuff. So I could put things together a lot quicker It's because of the, you know, the amounts of people that I've met throughout the years that kept in contact and nurture my relationships. Um, so it just comes down to, to selecting people who have, who have done it as well. You know, there's, there's some, there's some, I give a lot of people a chance that are, that are green and they haven't been around and haven't done anything. And you, you got to give these dudes a chance too, and, and and believe in them. And if, if they're as hungry as you are, you know that there, it's going to be a a good outcome. So it's definitely a, a a lot easier for me in that sense to, to, to put certain things together. And, and, you know, when I'm, when I'm writing a new album or or putting together a new band or, or whatever the, the situation is, is, yeah, I've, I've learned to, to, to select the right people to work with. And it's, it's a lot easier for me versus back in the day where it was really hard to find people. Um, You have to go in, you have to buy the recycler. It was, it it was like the newspaper and, you know, you'd find the section where musicians wanted or, or musicians available. And yeah, man, I, I would always, I had that, even though it was in hardcore punk rock, it was still a way to meet people. You know, that's how I, I would buy gear. I would find gear and stuff. Nowadays, it's a it's a whole different ball game. But in those days, it was word of mouth. You'd have to go out and march on the field and 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 always be out there every weekend. Be a part of a you know, go to a show every week and and it. I don't have to do that as much. I don't have to be out on the field as much as I used to be. Yeah, because of the power of the internet but I still have to go out there. I still have to go out on the field and meet people physically and talk to people. And so it's, that's just, that's the difference and why it's easier for me these days to operate in music than it was back then. Um, so, you know, a, a, a technology has helped make things a lot faster, you know, with obviously with everything, um, recording, um, you name it. So, those are those are the differences from today and, and back then
2: for me. Yeah, yeah not, well, I, I mean, you're the guy I talked to about that, but I, what I also want to talk to you about with Maintain specifically is the album artwork, because that's you on the cover, right? That's a silhouette of you. How did, the, yeah. what is, how did this get made?
4: Okay, so Ray's idea back in the day was uh, he made, a, uh, he made a, a merch design with uh, the NBA logo with Jerry West. Sure, yeah and he took the basketball out of his hand, and he put a mic and then he put a hat on it.
2: Like I remember that. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
4: So that was the beginning of a lot of stuff. I think a lot of, uh, a lot of other bands took those colors and, and silhouettes and and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and kind of, there was a, there was a time where, uh, there was a lot of that stuff out, that you know, bringing, bringing out that silhouette and then using the, the blue and the red, like the NBA logo. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Throughout the years, uh, we got a couple of cease and desist letters from the NBA. <laughs> and the first one, we stopped right away. It scared the shit out of us, and we stopped. Right. And then uh, we kind of just let the storm pass and then released it again. And I got another letter from the NBA, and we stopped. And we would just wait till – we. and then now we, we would well, – not now, but – the last time we did anything, we did any of that merch design was on the road. So we, they didn't care. So we, Ray had an idea of doing the same thing, but with my silhouette. That was his idea. Mm-hmm. So we did it. Um, and it didn't come out like he was, uh, like he hadn't, whatever it had in mind. And then um, when it was time for him to, to come around to help me do the record cover, he was just way too busy. And I just couldn't get a hold of him. And whenever he would get back to me it was three days later and I had to get it done. So I had, you know, I just couldn't wait. Yeah, I knew if I was going to wait on Ray, it was going to take forever. And I, I don't I don't know if he was really into the idea anymore. So I have an artist that I work with in Italy and I, and I just said, Hey, you know, this is what we got so far. And maybe you can kind of help us with the album cover. And he did. And so he kind of made a like a baseball card thing and and then and then raised maintained. He kinda of, he got a he got a marker and then wrote maintain with this graffiti style. And we thought it came out okay. And so that that's what we came out with. And so and um, hits records, they're gonna release uh, the vinyl and it's gonna be okay. a total different record cover, but it's gonna have the red, white, and blue image.
2: Gotcha. Let me see if I could, yeah, let me see if I can find it. Is that easy to get away with in Europe? Because I know they're a European label, right?
4: Yeah. Well, now, see, it's, it looks like this. Let me see if you can see it.
2: See that? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. thats what the original idea was. So, N Hit N Hits is going to put it out like that. That's it great. looks nothing yeah. like the NBA, so they're not going to bother us. You know, we made our own logo, <laughs> and so, <laughs> and now that, that's you know, it's it's doing well for merch. Um, but that that was that's how we planned to, to, to do the, the nuclear blast album cover, but it just didn't turn out that way. So, you yeah. know, yeah, it was just kind of evolved into like a baseball card, like a stamp. And, you know, at that, you know, we just, we were, we had so much, so much on our plate and, and, and so little time to to turn things in that you know, I, we were satisfied enough with the record covers, our best album cover. No, but, um, We've had some pretty ugly ones, so in and, and the past as well. I think our first album cover is the best one, or the seven-inch, uh, the seven-inch album covers. But after that, you know, I, I don't know what happened with the last four <laughs> albums. Whatever.
2: No, it, I feel like I feel like there was there was at least at a time like a a downset style album cover, and I think that works for you know like well, I know what it's supposed to look like or what that you know. I don't, I don't have to see your name on it to know whose album those are you know, from back then. Uh, but that first one is awesome.
4: Yeah. Thank you. That was, uh, that was done by, uh, a guy named Mir M E A R. He's, he's mm-hmm. also in, uh, Brian Schwager, our original guitar player and his graffiti crew. They're a big LA graffiti crew They're called CBS race crews called UTI. Um, those are the two oldest graffiti crews in LA, And they got the best artists. uh, The artists that are in these crews are just unbelievable. Unbelievable what you pull off with the spray cans on. and Incredible. And so uh, Mir, you know, he did this album cover, man. And and he did also the 7-inch cover. And he just did a great job. And then after that, he ended up doing the Limp Biscuit album cover. The very first one of Limp Biscuit.
2: $3 bill, y'all.
4: Yeah, with with drawing, had a drawing of, of a guy, and he's kind of looked just like kind of like our album cover in a, in a way, it would, because it's the same artist. And um, he also ended up doing some Guns and Roses stuff. And Mir makes a lot of money with his already charges a lot. Man, he, he came back and he did um, he did a drawing for us. And so check your people when you fold out the the art the cover. There's a drawing he did. And so he's always been he's always been you know there for us and, and get and gave us a good homie break on the on the on the price
0: right, right.
4: so um yeah you know uh, uh i i you know i would like to see ray uh, get involved more on in these album covers because he is a really really good artist and he was in the beginning um but for some reason he uh he, he just uh when it you know, when, it, when when he's done with his recording, his lyrics, and and recording all his songs, he vanishes. He's like he goes on vacation because <laughs> it takes Checks a lot. Of, yeah, man, it takes a lot out of him. You know, to write lyrics to thirteen songs. We had we 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 had about fifteen for him, and he chose thirteen. And um, he's a brilliant lyricist, man. He, he's he's one of the best that I know writes it in a unique way where, you know, he, he, he can, he go, he go off in different subjects in one song and then tie it in together at the end, you have dual meanings. And, um, he makes you think when he writes and he's brilliant, man. He's brilliant when it comes to these lyrics and, you know, I never want to work anybody overwork, over push people. You know, I I don't want them to call me, you know, Sergeant Roy or, (laughs) or, or coach Roy, you know, but, Um, sometimes you got to push these guys, you know, but at the same time, you know, you also got to let them do their thing and, and let things come out naturally. So, you know, I, I, I didn't want to really over push Ray these days. And so that's why we ended up, you know, I ended up doing the album cover with my friend Simone in Italy. And uh, I took, you know, that weight off the shoulders because he was, he was under a lot of pressure. Uh, He was going through a hard time when he was doing this, but but it all for the better, man, you have, you know, you have to go through some rough moments to, to, you know, to make something nice happen, you know?
2: Sure. Sure. Well, the, I mean, unfortunately the lyrical themes, a lot of them, I mean, at least on the surface, from what I know, are just as um, pertinent now as they were back in 92. Right. And, and maybe even equally, like it's, <laughs> it's it's kind of like we're back in the same space and that's gotta be a little disheartening that, Downset is still writing about the same thing and nothing has really changed in 20 years or 30 years. Sorry.
4: Yeah. You know, um, in our eyes, it has from, from growing up where I grew up uh, as a Latino, uh, Ray as, a Latino, his struggles, um, you know, that's where the name came from. It's, it's not, it's a dual meaning name. It doesn't mean being, it means like you can take it as being down for your crew being down for your set, being down for your homie, being down for mm-hmm. your team. That's one meaning. The real meaning is uh, the underprivilegedness that he, that Ray went through. I had, I grew up in, in the city next to him and I was doing different things. And, uh, I, I, you know, he's, he was more uh, underprivileged than I was. Mm-hmm. So he was affected a lot more from how his, how he grew up, where he grew up and the opportunities that, that were not presented to him that's what he says myself too in a way um in in those days even being a band from the east valley no no labels were signing any bands in the east valley san fernando valley is have you been have you been to the valley no no
2: no no. i'm a east coast stuck over here my whole life i went to italy earlier this year that's it that's all, 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 all east coast only that's it
4: so in los angeles in the city of los angeles you have downtown la you have east la you have West LA and you have South Central and then you have Hollywood and, and then you have that mountain. And over that mountain, you have this, uh, this, 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 uh, circled Valley. That's called the San Fernando Valley. It's in okay. a bunch of cities in this, in these, these suburbs, North LA, Northeast LA is the East um, Northeast Valley is where we're from. And that's where, you know, a lot of the gang warfare is back, a lot of gangs back in the day. And so in those days we weren't really, the bands weren't getting signed from the East, you know, the East, and there was no bands. There was, you know, there was, uh, 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 there was no inspiration for, for, for people, for kids to make bands in these in those days, mm-hmm. what's changed for me is that um, there's no more gang warfare. Uh, there's still you still have your indiscriminate shootings you're you you don't have the drive-bys anymore um that's been you know handled uh by by you know by the underground mob scene over there they fixed you know uh, for as much as i could say you know they they fixed all that where there's none of that drive-by anymore and so uh these guys the you know uh, it, it was a hard. It was a hard time growing up through all that stuff. Or, you know, dealing with Ray, Ray's, Ray's, family and my family were were were, were gang uh, rivals. So I, mm-hmm. when I go to his house, I was not welcome. And when he come over to my neighborhood, a lot of my friends didn't like him. So mm-hmm. we'd kind of have to sneak into our houses. It was really weird in those days, and it was hard to explain, man. Mm-hmm. But all that's changed. Um, there's a lot of bands. Um, there's a lot of bands form forming now. I believe that we've maybe, um, you know, knock some of those walls down for these, for these new sure. kids in the yeah. East Valley and in the Valley. And now there's bands, there's more uh, venues. Um, I, I do see, I do see uh, problems still, you know, with the ep- epidemic of the drugs and, and, and the, the homelessness. I think, uh, um, you know, the, the state, uh, the state could do something better about the city can do something better about, but I think, uh, you know, and, and it's a little overcrowded, but other than that, I think, uh, I think it has changed. Um, and I'm more pleased with, you know, with being able to roll through my neighborhood, stop at a restaurant and not feel like I'm going to get shot. And right. so, you know, it's, it's definitely changed in, in that sense. The the music scene has changed, um, the opportunity is getting better for for what they call the minorities, you know, and um, and so it's 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 um, there's a lot of things that haven't changed. Um, are we you know is Ray talking about the same things? In a sense, um, I feel he's he's a lot more positive and less angrier these days. He's that you makes know, sense. Still, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he wants to, he wants to express accountability and responsibility. And he's talking to, you know, in some of these songs, he's talking to his friends that are in his crew. Some of his friends are having, there's one friend in particular that have, is having problems. He's in and out of parole and they're out of prison and he's got two kids and in the song, the place to be, he talks about that. He's got, he's got to look out for your seeds, your seeds, um, do things legitimately you're going to end up back in jail and the state's going to take your kids, you know? And so he's, he's talking about, you know, doing things legitimately expressing, expressing to every, to, you know, to whoever's listening, uh, that you can do things legitimately and not have to do things illegally. Uh, you know, you're going to get by further. And so I think, um, yeah, he, he is talking about some things from back in the day, like uh, like uh, "Hear Me Now," and th- that that song talks about you know the same thing that he was dealing with back then, and has certain things changed, and no, oh, they haven't. But it, in a nutshell, for me, I, I I'm um I'm a lot happier these days driving through my old neighborhood and seeing and you know and not seeing these gangs of of kids we don't have anything to do, but to fuck shit up. Excuse my, my French, man, but nah, nah, they, don't nah, you anything, <laughs>
3: they
4: don't have anything else to do, but to go and be a hoodlum and rob the next their neighbor's house or rob, you know, the liquor store, you know, now these kids have more opportunity They have computers. Hey, they may be gaming all the time, but they're at, they're, they're doing something. They're not out, you know, causing havoc. And so, and I, I think, uh, I see a lot more kids playing guitar and learning through the internet and mm-hmm. you know and have you have the more of a, of a of a opportunity because back back in those days if you didn't have a guitar teacher you're not you were not going to really learn how to play guitar yeah. and so now you have a guitar teacher on the tip of your fingers mm-hmm. and so there's i see a lot of kids playing guitar playing instruments uh, and the parks are full of kids and and, and there's barbecues there's a lot of food trucks. Um, it's really nice. The pandemic really kind of, you know, really flattened things out for a second. But right now at this moment, people are really happy. And so um, I'm happy right now at this moment. And um, although there's a lot of crap going around in the world, you know, like the war and, um, you know, it's still, we you know, we don't know if this is uh, we're going through a biological warfare with, with, with these with this pandemic, we don't know what it is. But other than that, you know, I, I think uh, for the most part, I'm, I'm really happy to be alive today and, and, and this year, 2022, you know, made it this far. And, um, you know, I'm, I, overall, I'm pleased. We'll see what we talk about on the next album. <laughs> and following album. But, you know, at, at some point, you know, you, Ray, Ray hasn't run out of things to talk about, I think i'm not sure you know <laughs> if, if it seems like you know so, you know he's progressing in his lyrics and, and 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 he's he's going into you know different directions but it's still kind of kind of the same you're right it's still kind of the same
2: um you know same same shit in a way. yeah no i don't mean that i don't mean that in a, a disparaging or in a negative way at all i was just curious if it was a if there was anything about those that was frustrating about it, but uh, but the perspective that you're bringing to it is entirely different from the perspective that I hear. And uh, of course, that's one of the great things about music is the way you can interpret it. And Your experience, his experience is entirely different than mine, <laughs> you know, like entirely different. Like there's not, there couldn't be anything more different. And uh, so, so the way that I perceive them isn't necessarily the way that they're written. And
3: yeah. uh, too that's too one cool. of the cool
2: things about music. Yeah. This is this is the first record I think you mentioned you've been on since Check Your People, right? Two thousand. Yeah. So as you and Ray together for the first time. Does this one feel like a uh, I don't know? Feel like what it's supposed to be? Is it, are you getting that feeling that this is this is downset and this is where we're moving on forward from?
4: Absolutely, a hundred percent. Absolutely. Uh, going to the drawing board, it was scary. You know, it was uh, we had nothing to start with, and. And it's just like I say, it's just not easy to to start up and then write a whole bunch, write a whole uh, a beautiful album. So um, our intentions and our goals were met, and um, and I'm really happy that you know we were able to to uh, to knock out these songs and, and 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 to have it sound like you know for me when people say. It sounds like a downset album. I felt like I did my job. Mm-hmm. If I start hearing, oh, you know, kind of guys sound like Papa Roach a little bit over here and and, and uh and uh you know Limp Biscuit or something, but no, I'm 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 definitely the responses I'm getting is that it just sounds like a downset album yeah. and and people are enjoying listening to it. And you know, when I pop out, when I pop this album in, I, I really enjoy listening. Like yesterday, when I fir- first heard it for the first time, all the way through, I was, um, you know, I, I was definitely v- very excited about it, and, and 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 was like, yeah, this is this is what what I meant to do. This is what we meant, and when we set out to do, we did it. So yeah, I think the next album and the following album, it. it if we stay consistent and, and we stick to our schedule, I think we're going to show the downset that though, you know, cause I felt we've been underachieving for a long time. We're, there was people, you know, the, people, you know, like record companies that were assigned on felt that we should have been a little bit bigger than we are now. Um, but, um, you know, it, it it's never been the case. And, uh, in, in that sense, we might have been uh, uh, underachieving, but I, I think we've achieved a lot of um, a, a lot of our goals that we set out. And I, I think uh, if we put out these next two albums, we're going to really show what Downset was really supposed to be—you know, erasing those dark days, you know, of the past. You know, this is going to help us erase that. You know, we've had we've had our dark days. We've had that cloud follow us for a little bit, but it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, we weather the yeah. storm. It's gone. And and we feel fresh. And we feel we almost feel brand new. And um, I just we just can't wait to, you know, go out and and, and play live and, and really you know, give it our all.
3: Oh. Um. Drop off parole, cash, keys and peas, miles to fees But think about your babies, think about your C's, G's Believe that Best, 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 believe that I'm in the place to be I'm in the place to be I'm in the place to be the place, the place to be. We drop the high tracks. We pump the beat fast. Knee to neck. Last breath to death. Keep the quest deaf. Lest we forget. Protest direct. Hit up. Your time waste, that's your mistake They want to change a blessing Remain and burn down These haters still got that anger Anger Believe that Best, 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 best Believe that I'm in the place to be 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 I'm in the place to be. I'm in the place to be. We drop the high to we i the place to be. I'm in 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 the place to be. i the place the The hood, rap for the culture, rap for the culture, rap for the streets, rap for the streets, rap for the culture, rap for the culture, rap for the hood, rap for the hood. Rep for the culture. Rep for the culture. Rep for the streets. Rep for the streets. Rep for the culture. Rep for the culture. I'm in the place
2: to be. So there you have it. That was my conversation with Roy Lozano of Downset. I want to thank him for taking the time to talk to me. I really enjoyed that one. And the song you just heard was The Place to Be by Downset, of course, off of their new record, Maintain, out now, everywhere, available absolutely everywhere through Nuclear Blast Records. And uh, you should go get it. You should go check it out. You should go get into it, absorb the whole thing. If you were a fan of the band in the past, you're probably a fan of the band now. So I think you should go check it out. All right. So um, that's mostly going to be it for this episode. I want to encourage you to go to instagram and follow at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast that's where i take care of most of my business and that's where lots of things get posted including website updates and peeks at what's to come on the podcast before we wrap this one up i'm going to play a song from rise and strike swimmer drown Downset, and rise and strike all have band pages at getting so please be sure to go to the site check them out there there will be links for everything you need to know about the bands there But this song is called "Lower the Flags." is from their new EP that just dropped today, July 4th. So this is coming at you very fresh. "Lower the Flags" by Rise and Strike. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Has anything you've done made your life better?